The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Big dog. Yes, sir. We got big drum in the building. The drum. Yes, sir. Yes, the, sir. The, Andre the, Drummond in the building. The Drummond Dilemma. <laughs> hey, we talking about uh, New York, Connecticut. Um, y'all turned down the music. We was vibing. Yeah, we turned up in here. What we doing? Yeah, copyrights. They say copyrights. Uh, Listen, this is a big moment, Corey. Absolutely. Right? Because like when we sat here and we talked about what we wanted to create, we wanted to create a space where athletes come um and feel comfortable you know just yeah. breaking bread and, and telling stories you know guys come in and train all the time and so in the back we got paper route and we wanted to create a space where dudes come in train get everything they need from a medical standpoint and then come in the back and sit with us yeah get the whole package ain't it right hey, it's a good day yes, man. sir yes sir. spent all day in here i was just telling my boy i'm like damn i could literally live in this building right you got right. everything you can do, every, do everything in here andre drummond everybody oh, yeah. hey. Hey. <laughs> so uh bro I, I, you know usually we start with giving flowers but i'm not going to do that i got a bone to pick with you damn a bone yeah <laughs> why you got a bone to pick with me and, 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 and you know what's crazy i'm so disrespectful <laughs> i'm so disrespectful because you literally just got off a plane and came straight here yeah why not I know, so like for me to start the show this way is kind of messy and disrespectful. But you've been around the corner for how long? It's my 12th season coming up. No, around the corner. Oh, from this building? Yes. Uh, three years. You see where uh, I'm going with it? Well, no. actually, I lied. I've been in Miami for eight, but lived in this area for about three years. So, so, so you We see, can't put that on me. But do you see uh, where I'm going with it? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, how, how it take so long for uh, you to come in the house of You should thank this man right here. He's the yeah. one that told me about it. My boy Youngin told me about it. Shout, shout, shout out Youngin. What's come your name? On, I'm trying to revamp my whole my whole workout regimen. What I'm doing, I'm like, yo, I'm, I need to find a home where I can like do everything in one place. Where right. I don't gotta go one down shot. to Miami Beach. I go to North Miami. I gotta go to Boca to do all these different things. Right. And this is in my backyard this whole time. So I mean, better late than never, right? I'm here. I'm right. here. All right. What yeah. took so long? What took so long? Um, I think just having my own regimen of what I like to do and just like enjoying the people I was working with. But it was kind of working harder and not smarter. Right. Mm. So I mean. Obviously, being in this facility now and seeing what you guys have here, I mean, I should have been here eight years ago when I was still working out at Miami Beach. Like, I should have been here, but uh, it's an honor to be here now. I'm excited to be here, excited to yeah. get some work done and still do stuff like this, too. I don't even have to work. I come here and chat with y'all, man. So saying, man. there's not there's not many places. I don't think there's anywhere that does anything like this. So you have a gold mine here. Right. 
It's wow. it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate it. Beef, I know Corey, you want to jump in and you know. Is the beef dead though? That's the real question. I don't, I don't, beef is dead because we don't want no static. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You too big to be beefing with. There ain't too many dudes walking the planet that's bigger than me. But but. Pause. Is that a pause? Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I'm, I'm for the East. You know, got a pause counter. But uh, um, I heard you took yoga um, a couple days ago or last week. You enjoyed I did. it? I did. I loved it. I loved it. I've been doing yoga for years, but high yoga, it was my first time doing it, and I struggled. You struggled? I struggled, man. I was melting in there, man. I couldn't do it. Like, it's one thing. You're already doing a lot of tedious movements with your body, but to mm -hmm. add, like, 90 degrees to 100 degrees on yeah. top of that, that's a lot, man. Right, mm -hmm. right. But I love it. I'm back. I'm here doing it again today. What you mean? Nah. Okay. Well, Corey, I ain't from no smoke. Yeah. Corey, the beef is dead. The beef is dead. We good. We good. I'm happy. happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Nah, nah, nah. I don't want no static, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's enough? Of course, you know, we had to do our research on you. I did my research on you. And what I have found was that you were the first college or high school athlete to ever commit on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah, bro. I was watching a, a, a you know, an interview that you did. Is that true? How, yeah, that I, think, I think I am. And I don't think anybody's ever correcting me. Yes, I might be right. Cause So was, how did it work? Did the, so, the coaches, the coaches had reached out to you and was like, yo, is this true, Andre? Like, yeah, you so, so the day I, des I decided to commit to going to the University of Connecticut, I tried to call whoever I knew up mm -hmm. there, but nobody was answering. Mm -hmm. And mind you, they just won a national championship that year too. Right. So they're still on their championship high right now it's mm -hmm. the middle of august yeah yeah so i'm trying to get a hold of people nobody's answering so i'm like yo how can i get someone's attention without causing too much problems and i did the exact opposite of causing problems i <laughs> tweeted it to the entire world so right. everybody knew what i was trying to do right. and i got a phone call shortly after from jim calhoun mm -hmm. and you know work things out in a sense because i went but i didn't have a scholarship i had mm -hmm. to pay for school mm -hmm. so Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Um, and, and and sorry, Corey, you did the homework and yeah. you did your research on this particular topic. Um, I didn't. But I want you to go uh, elaborate on that. On that um, because I saw a post, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, like resurfaced and went viral. Oh, where, yeah. What, what, what was it? What was it? Because uh, like, like you, you said why that was important or why that made sense for you to pay for school. Yeah, so for me it made sense because they were they were going to give me someone else's scholarship. They're going to take someone to someone else's scholarship and make them go on financial aid. And yeah. that's not what I'm about. I'm not here to take anybody's food off their plate. And I felt like where I was at in my life, like I knew I wasn't going to be in college for four years. Like I knew I was going to do either one or two years. So I was like, why not better myself? I'm just mm -hmm. going to pay for school. I know I'm going to the NBA at some point in time. And you know, I told my mom, just hold on, man. I'll be able to pay this off at some point in time. Yeah. Just take this loan out. Let's just go to school and you know see what happens. But um, yeah, I just never, I never wanted to take someone else's scholarship, man. It wasn't, it wasn't in my DNA mm -hmm. to do that. Like it didn't feel right. Right. Yeah. Like it wasn't like it wasn't this right with me. My intuition was like, yo, bro, let's just take this route, take it the hard way. And do, do you know the the guy's uh, scholarship that you were going to take? DeAndre Daniels. Oh. Wow. Does he? he know and he's that? actually one. Of my, he was. He actually became one of my best friends when I got to campus. And still to this day, I'm still cool with him. See, that's good karma. That's good karma. Because yeah. you did one and done. I did. Yeah, I got yeah. out of there. Yeah, you, you <laughs> did. You did one and done. And I, and I was saying, like, you're obviously a name that comes up when you think about, you know, UConn basketball players. Right. But we know we got to ask you who your top five UConn basketball players. Well, well, UConn well, Huskies. Well, well, yeah, because there's a bunch of names, right? Yeah, cool. Huge, a, lot of a names, whole man. bunch of names. You got Ray Allen. You got Ray. You got, you got Ray. Sebastian Napier, of course, was a good Hucky. You know, he won. He won a Natty. But I, you got uh, Kemba Walker. Right. So who you, yeah, who you got as your top five? I think for me, it's so hard because the legacy of UConn basketball is so Long steep. Lineage. Like it's hard to just pick five guys because you got to give everybody their flowers. I mean, they've done incredible things. They've won mm. championships, and you know, with their respect to what they did in the league too. Mm. Well, my five, based on what I know, I can't go back to the early '90s and stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna go with what I know. Okay, I gotta put Hashim Tabit up there. Mm. 
Kimball Walker. Yeah, yeah, he got. Uh, is is this in order? You got a no, not in order. Just can name we them. get him in order? Damn. All right, now you put, me, you put my back against the wall. Yo, if y'all watching this, man, <laughs> y'all better leave me be, man. This is how, what I think. So mm-hmm. number one, I would say is Kimball Walker. Okay, for sure. Cause I think what he did was unheard of. Uh, Ray Allen is two. Uh, three, we'll say nah, Rudy Gay. I give Rudy. You put Big Rudy up there. I love Rudy, man. That's my dog, man. Yeah, that's that's, that's based off love and disrespect of his game. Okay. Hashim the is at five and four. We'll put uh, Big Mech. Mm. Over four. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, so some of the names that, you know, bro passed up on are Jeremy Lamb. Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. No, I said Ray. I said Rip Ray was Hamilton two. was another one. I said Ray was two. I said Campbell Walker, Ray Allen. Rip Hamilton wasn't in there. I said Rip, I said Rip oh, three. Oh, you but did? I, that was three? I, I changed Rip out for Rudy Gay. Oh, okay. Rip was gonna be my third, but okay. I said it's hard though. Look at the guys that I'm missing right That's now. It's hard. See yeah. Butler, Crown Butler. It's a lot of guys, man. You said you ain't <laughs> say Ben Gordon. Left him out too, right? Oh man, Khalid. Jeez, and you left yourself out. Oh, I ain't gonna put my. We already know what this is. Nah. <laughs> and, then, and then I mean, you were you were, you were uh, only there for. I was only there year. for a couple months, man. Right, so man. I, I can't really throw myself in the in the, in the the top right. five. But I'm definitely in the top at least fifteen. Right. Agreed. Agreed. No, nah, you got to be. Listen, um, earlier when we were talking, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to – you have a player option? I do. You have a player option. So yeah. this is year 12. Yeah. Going into year 12. Um, what, what are you thinking? You know, oh, Ch- Chicago, a lot of people are high on the, on the Bulls. Right. I think y'all have something that, you know, and pot- y'all can potentially get to the next, the next level. You know, what are you thinking as you approach year 12? Yeah, year 12 is a very unique year for me because I have a player option, obviously, and everybody knows what that means. I can either stay or walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I'm in, a part, I'm in a point where I enjoy where I'm at. I love playing in Chicago. You know, the team is great. I think we just needed more time and build chemistry together. We had a lot of injuries, Lonzo being out. You know, Zach still recovering from his knee injury. Uh, DeMar having his bumps and bruises throughout the year. Uh, there wasn't really any consistency with our, with our unit because guys were in and out of lineups, so... I think with a fresh year, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be able to figure it out because we showed spurts of being a really good team. So, yeah, just looking forward to a new year and a fresh start. So so you're saying we. So that means you're staying. You're not going to opt out. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. For yeah. sure. Oh, you're staying. Yeah, I mean, as of now, that's what my plan is. That's Unless dope. something comes up. But I think as of right now, where I'm at today and how I feel, I really love being in Chicago. Yeah. Can, can, can you walk me through, you know, like when you said, like where I'm at in my career, you know, and there's a lot to this. Is it may be a loaded question, but as you go into year twelve, right? Like I spent forever in Detroit with the Pistons. Then you go to the Cavs for two years. You have a stop in L.A. Definitely want to jump in, into that uh, conversation. Right. Philly, Brooklyn, and now with the Bulls, it's like we all know who you are and what type of game you know, and what type of game you have. Right. Right. Like, where are you, and how do you fit in this new NBA? Yeah, you understand why it's yeah, loaded because I know yeah. you can talk for t- I can talk t- forever, 15 minutes yeah. about this. <clears throat> I think I think personally to to hit the nail on the head. I just think I'm in a period of time where I'm just being able to sit back and really just watch the game and really just enjoy basketball. Um, I'm in a position where you know I'm playing behind somebody, but I still in my mind feel and know that I am a starting center in this league. <clears throat> I've showed it. My my per my progress hasn't changed. My minutes has, and my my pro, uh, my production is still very very high. I think my mm-hmm. per thirty six is ridiculous. So, 
I think it's just a matter of chance, getting that chance to really showcase myself again, you know, with the team and, you know, really putting myself back out there again where it is shown that I can still play in this league with the new changes of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It's been it's been a tough tough run so far. You know, like we were just talking about with the with the different teams I played with. You know, just trying to find that home and get a stick, mm-hmm. get somewhere to stick. So that's where I'm at with the whole Chicago thing. Is just giving it a chance and really just trying to find a home. Yeah. yeah. What is this? Can you describe what this new NBA is? I feel like you came in when there was a another transition happening. Yeah, I came. I, yeah, I came in at a really really good time. I came in when the NBA was like. It's not that the NBA is not good now, but like, motherfuckers play hard. Excuse my friends. Like when I came in, like there was no no off games. Like it was a battle nightly. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was hard hard fought games. And I think now with the whole low management thing, guys mm-hmm. taking games off. You know, everybody got you know cuts in their arms and they sitting out for three weeks. I mean, I think the NBA has gotten to a place of uh, just complacency, and guys have just mm-hmm. found ways to, you know. Not play the game, man. Right. It's, it's it's. I don't really enjoy that aspect of the game. You know, guy that came in in 2012, like right. I played for Stan Van Gundy. We had three hour practices, shoot arounds, regular practice, night before games. Like, so to hear guys, you know, saying you know, I'm tired, I need to take a game off. Like, I ain't never heard of no shit like that before yeah. in the years that I've been in the league. So I've never really been a fan of sitting out of games unless I, if I can't walk, then I won't play. But if I can do my job, I'm, I'm fucking playing. I don't care if I'm tired. Like, this is my livelihood, this is my life. Like, I do this shit because I love it. I don't do it as a hobby. But, so why, explain it to us, right? Cause like, mm. we played ball. Right. You know, I played in the league. Corey was probably one of the most sought after high school uh, wide receivers in the history of like South Florida, went to Notre Dame, played ball, whatever. So we're football dudes, right? And, and, and you know, although we are athletes and we, we were in that fraternity, um, there's a big difference between hoopers and, and, and football players. Right. When y'all, when you hear about like this low management stuff, and and even hearing you talk about like I don't take no days off, et cetera, et cetera, like what what are what are basketball players thinking as they're talking about you know how to navigate through a season, eighty something games? Why would a guy say I'm a play or not play? I don't know, man. I'm not. I've never been the guy to even have that type of conversation. I've never just woke up and said, "You know, bro, I'm tired. I'm not playing today." Mm-hmm. So I can't relate to that. I, I can't even give you an in-depth look of what that's like because I've never had that mindset of like, "Yo, today I'm tired, bro. I, can't, I ain't got it today. I'm not coming in and do anything." Like right. every morning I wake up, I'm grateful for every opportunity that I have. I'm grateful to play for whoever I'm playing. Whoever I'm playing for at the time, I'm grateful for every opportunity I have while I'm playing. I take every moment as it's my last. So I try to be there my my thing is being durable being able to play when my number's called being able to be there but is that a can we be looking at a real thing here where 80 something games is too long maybe that maybe was the question I had too. Maybe I mean, there, there's a few ways to look at that. Again, I have no sympathy for it. I played. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you, bro. Right. Like I'm gonna keep it 100. I have no sympathy. I really don't care. Like I've done it for 12 years, bro. Yeah. I played 82 straight games. Like I, I don't. That shit doesn't phase me. Like I can do it. It's my job. It's my livelihood, right. and I'm big too. Yeah. Like, so if anybody should be fucking complaining, it's me. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, well, damn, I'm tired, bro. I'm carrying those load. I'm banging and bumping with all these dudes on a nightly basis. Like, I, I should be exhausted, bro. Right. No, I love this shit. Like, I yeah. love this shit on a daily basis. I want to do it. Can I ask a question? Shoot it. Was that a pause? Od. 
<laughs> you hear what he said? He said, I'm banging and bumping these things on a nightly basis. If that wasn't a pause, I don't know what is. Can we clip that and please send that to Killer Cam? Have you been watching his show? Yo, his shit is hilarious, bro. Yeah, I need to get on his joint next. We need to bring him here. Right. I'm going to bring him here. Yeah, Cam's show is funny, bro. What you think What you think about that? You think he has a chance to break through? Or is it too, is it too raw pause? Uh <laughs> I want to I want to say this, but I got to word it correctly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think what he's doing is hilarious. I think it's informational. I think he's giving his raw personality of like what a New Yorker talks like, mm-hmm. and I think it may be received to certain groups of people as inappropriate, but to the masses, people find it hilarious. It's great content. I think it's funny. So I think he has a real chance of doing something special. But I got to give you both both sides of it because it can go either way. Right, right. But I love it. I love what he's doing. I think it's hilarious what he's doing. And I definitely, like I said, I want to get on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he'll have you. You know, he's right around the corner. You, you know? stay here. Yeah, Cam lived down here. He been here. No way. Yeah, yeah they he, take the yeah, show down he, he's, he's the homie. Wow. Yeah, he lived right around the corner. And I'll, I'll make sure y'all connect that. Or he'll love to have you on That'll the show. Dope. For sure, for sure. I, lo- I love what he's doing. You know, as athletes... We're more institutionalized and we're more corporate. We're trained that way. Right. So, like, we understand, like, when if we cross that line, they take our deals back. Right. We know we know it comes with it. Right. But mm-hmm. the thing that we may do to get our deal taken as athletes, if an artist do it, it's amplified and they get a deal. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense, right? It makes no sense at all. No logical sense, but it is what it is. I mean, we all we all have the same... Same thought process. Like we're both, we're all entertainers. We all have our own way of thinking. We all have our ways of doing certain things. But with us being athletes, there's certain things and things we can and cannot say, and certain things we can and cannot do. That's right. And I think it's based off our profession because we have so many little kids in the next generation who looks up to us. I think for artists, it's a little bit different because their demographic is so wide, mm-hmm. and for us, it's more generational. It's more like the kids of like five to. 18 mm-hmm. and then obviously the older people who love the sports teams from their 30s and 40s you know goes from there but i think just because our demographic is so young it makes it difficult to really speak our mind because we're feeding the younger generation things that are already being fed to them from different people so it's our job to bring them up and not bring them down mm-hmm. love it love well it. maybe you, you can drop some gems here you know a lot of athletes they don't really think about life after sports and whatnot right you know we've been talking about podcasting right. media uh clothing is a lot of things See, i need to hang with you man because yeah right I got a lot of ideas, but I need to come out. There you yeah. go. There you so, go. Yeah, so that's going to be my hey, question. Like, hold yeah, on, have you hold thought on. That about, was a moment right yeah, there. Yeah, there we go. I, I, I've been like, waiting. <laughs> You've been around the corner for three years. Nah, for well, sure. But no, it'll be, it'll be dope. It'll be dope to sit down and have those kind of conversations with you because I think it's important for us to like align with like-minded people. For sure. And it's, you know, over the last three years, I've it really that's really jumped out to me the most is like aligning with like-minded people you know, that you can do life with. For you know, sure. It just makes it easier. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, that, that was my question. You know, have you thought about, like, like life after sports or whatnot? Do you want to get into fashion? Do you want to get into media? What is it that you're looking to get into? Yeah, I've been, I've been playing my life after sports since year five, bro. Yeah. Because mm. none of this shit is guaranteed, bro, mm. which is why I'm so passionate about, like, not taking games off because you never know when this shit is going to end. Yeah. We're in the best profession ever. You play football, I play in the NFL. Like, we'll never get that fast of amount of money in our life again because it happens so quickly. So you got to cherish those moments and really take the time to, you know, be grateful because sometimes you forget, like, where you started and then you end up 
end up going through your whole career like, damn, like I've done a lot of things in my life and you don't prepare for what's next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So after year five, when I started, when I got my first deal, I'm like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to make this much money ever again. Mm -hmm. Let's start planning for what's next. Yeah. And that's when I started planning my life. And I'm like, all right, what do I like? What do I like to do? What am I into? Mm -hmm. And media has always been a thing for me. Like I'm very curious. Like I love being in front of the camera. Like it's the moment the camera's on, like my personality turns on instantly. So I, I honed into it. I'm like, all right, what can I do? So I started taking acting classes. I started doing oh, things that's and filmed. Like I'm, I've done stuff for Nickelodeon. I've done stuff for Disney. I've done stuff with kids. I've done stuff for YouTube guys. I've done everything in, under the sun. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of maximizing that now. So to answer your question, what I see myself doing is being in media, being in front of a camera, whether it's being on a TV show, whether it's doing things like this, uh, being in a movie, or doing stuff for the next generation that can be informa uh, informative for them. Yeah. I also do music too. I have a label. Oh, right. I do music. Uh, yeah. You got a, can I play a song? You got a song? Is it on? Can anything we can hear? I can send you. All right, we gonna play it. for sure. I got you. Um, you talked yeah. about new media. A lot's going on. You know. I want to get your thoughts on 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 like how you would define new media. You know, Draymond came out a couple years right. ago <laughs> in the finals, skips over ESPN, FS1, goes straight to the to the hotel, his own thing. does his mm -hmm. own podcast, Genius. right? Genius. <laughs> okay, so I want to get your thoughts there. I want to get your thoughts there. Yeah, so I'll, I'll touch on that. I think I think that's a, a beautiful thing. I think guys are starting to understand that we have the right to tell our own story because we are in a in a profession where our words and our actions can be misconstrued and taken the wrong way. So I think guys have gone to the media and done it the right way because some guys have gone to the media and done it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But I think guys that have taken the media to their advantage and really express what they're thinking not only gives them more of a fan base but gives people an understanding of what we're really thinking and what we go through because no one knows what the hell we go through every day everybody thinks we're just fucking dumb jocks that play yeah, basketball or play football and just yeah. go home and live a glamorous life we got the lifestyle we got the girls we got the cars we got everything we forget that we're also real people right that we all have lives we all deal with our own problems and i think people really feel the fail to understand that. So when people, when guys in sports or entertainment come out and have their own platform to speak about their lives and what they're going through, I think it's a, a real beautiful thing. Right. Um, Skip and Shannon, right? Pretty much break up. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was. I think that was going to come. I think that was, that was bound to happen. Why? I think just their their dynamic kind of just kind of crumbled after a while. I don't think it worked. Mm -hmm. I think the just the the, the power trip was, yeah. was pretty pretty difficult to deal so, with. I brought it situations. up. I brought it up because you know we're we're on this topic of new media, and you know sometimes when you watch a show like that or even first take with Stephen A. Smith and some of the other contributors, um, it, it's like they attack players. You yeah. understand? And I feel like, I, and I'm not I'm not I'm not giving Shannon any grace and any slack. But it, it seemed like Skip just takes it too far sometimes. I agree. I agree. Um, and it's not even just a single out Skip. I mean, I think in the media in general, if there's a hot topic right now, somebody's going to find a way to drag it out. And then it becomes a domino effect and everybody follows suit. It's so just whoever it starts with first. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think with that, I mean, it just, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I think their dynamic was cool at first, but I think it got really toxic after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
You got anything? Oh, no, 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 no. I was thinking maybe we talk NBA finals. We're talking oh, NBA before, finals. Before, before we get there, let's stay right here. Hold on. I yeah. thought you was about to, you was about to uh, <laughs> you know, double down on this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm retired. I've been done uh, four years, going on five years. How is that? I'm scared for that day, low key. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward to it, but I'm scared to be like, all right, I'm done with this shit. Like, what, what, what happened? I don't know what I'm gonna do next, but like, yeah. you've been out for what? You said three years now, four years? No, I'm going on five. Four, on five, yeah. So I mean, you're so four. what's that? What's that been like for you? Um, well, first off, look what I just did. There's still an attachment to the sport, right? Of course. I rather be closer to still playing than farther away. Right. You understand? So I said four. Instead of like five, right? Like, oh, I'm uh, approaching five. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm damn near there, right? I, I think that. I'm gonna be eligible for the Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, I think that's that's the only thing that is kind of scary for me is that it is over. But right. bro, like, I, there's no turning back. I'm fulfilled, right? Because I had something to transition to. That's why Corey asked you that question because we ask a lot of guys that. It's like, when did you? And they don't know. What are you? They don't know. They have no you know, idea. When you said five. For me, it was, it was six. Right. No, it was right. At, yeah, it was. It was. It was going into year six. Yeah. And I, I was that. in Boston, and, and I was like, damn, like I, I finally figured point. out what I want to do, and what came out of my work was content and commerce. So this right. I am athlete is content. House of Athlete is the commerce. I love that. And I have a whole business plan, a whole case study around that. Uh, so like retirement for me um, is fulfilling, but it's hard. And I'm taking the same skills that we have as athletes and I'm applying that to business. Mm -hmm. You know, so some growing pains, learn some lessons, but like this is where I'm at and I'm enjoying it, bro. I love that. I'm bro. enjoying it. I love that. Um, so we're talking about new media. So I'm retired. <clears throat> As an active player, how do you guys view media, right? Like when you see Stephen A give the takes that he gives um, or uh, a Skip Bayless and a Shannon Sharp sometimes give right. those types. Even Shaq, I can even put Big Big, big Dog Shaq in there. there. Right. Diesel, mm -hmm. And Diesel's a member here. Diesel coming, he might be here mm -hmm. today. Yeah. But like even Shaq sometimes go out there and I feel like he take it too far. And when we had him on the show, I talked to him about it. He was like, I'm trying to give him the, the answers, the give answers him the answers. Right. How do y'all feel as active players when, you know, when it comes to the media? I think to answer that, I think guys view it a lot differently. I think for me personally, how I view it, I just take it with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, it's another man's opinion of me. When you have mental stability and a mental toughness and a mental mind that you are who you are, it doesn't really matter what anyone says about you. You gotta just accept it for what it is. It's what you think about me. My job's not to change your mind. My job is to perform a job for my team. Mm. So whether you feel the way you feel, I'm not here to try to change your mind. I'm just gonna do it with my work. Mm. And I think that's what guys get caught up in is like trying to defend themselves. All that's all that's doing is fueling the fire. Mm. I just stay quiet, man. I don't, I don't, I don't need to answer that stuff. Yeah. Corey, before we move on to the NBA Finals, I got two more things, okay, right? Cool. Um, <clears throat> what can you give everybody watching? Um, what can you give them that will help them deal with social media, deal with, you know, their haters, their naysayers, sure. right? Because, like, as an athlete, every <clears throat> single day... We deal with it. We have to deal with it, right? So I feel like there's a lot of things that we can take and give that can help other people dealing with it, maybe on a smaller level, but right. they're dealing with it daily. Right, I mean, I think I think to, to answer that question, 
what you can do for social media if you're struggling with, you know, reading comments or you're on there looking for validation or, you know, trying to, you know, be something that's socially present right now. I think with that, it's just practicing gratitude, man. Just being grateful for your life, being grateful mm-hmm. for what you have, being grateful for what you do. Uh, just looking yourself in the mirror and being being thankful for the position you're in. And your life is not about being the next person. It's about maximizing it and finding a way to better yourself mm-hmm. and leave a mark on this world. Right. So it's not about in it's not about trying to impress anybody. It's about you. Yeah. No, I appreciate that, bro. I, I just feel like the athlete lifestyle and the things that we um, experience daily, you know, it actually does translate and and it's relatable. And I feel like these conversations helps a lot help a lot of people. Um, so I'm listening, and and you know, we talked about new media. We're talking about like, you know, uh, some of the things we deal with. I, I googled you this this morning. And the the first thing that popped up, right, was it was March 29th that you, you said you're going to take, said Andre Drummond ruled out after uh, posting about mental health, right? Um, and I don't, if you're uncomfortable talking about this, you know, we can move on. But I'm passionate about mental health because of sure. my journey. You know, I, I would love to hear your experience and your journey around mental health. Yeah, my, my journey around mental health and that particular instance was a, a breaking point for me. Um, as athletes, I'm sure you've dealt with it. As you said, mental health is important. As athletes and as men of color and men at that, we tend to take on the superhero role of being a protector, provider, and a caretaker for everyone that we know and love. And we tend to forget about our own self and our own mental mind because we're so worried about the next person or whoever we're taking care of. And it becomes, it's like laundry. You just keep piling more and more and more stuff into it without clearing out that clutter. And over time, you start to suppress your own own issues. And, you know, for me, I got to a point where I was just, like, not happy with myself. Like, I, I remember, like, during the pandemic, I would look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, damn, who the, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I don't even know who I'm looking at right now. Like, I'm not, I'm not me right now. And that lingered on until this year. I mean, it kept going. And it's something I've suppressed for so long of just, like, not dealing with my own issues. And what I would do is just throw it in a compartment and find something else to fill it with. And you can only fill your your mind up with so much junk until it starts to overload. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I got to a point where I was like, you know, I got to take a moment for myself for once. Mm -hmm. I've never done that. I still struggle with that now. I'm still trying to find a way to Mm -hmm. worry about me because I end up going back into that mode of, like, all right, how do I help this person? How do I get to a point where I can you know, fix something instead of mm-hmm. worrying about myself. And that's where I'm at now of really just practicing my own mental gratitude and being thankful and being, you know, at peace and finding my mm-hmm. own way of uh, self-love. Yeah. Qu- what, what what was that breaking point uh, for you? You talked about, like, you know, this moment. Like- yeah, this moment. I think we, we were in Los Angeles as a team. We're getting ready to play the Lakers. And... I remember I was sitting in the locker room and I was just like numb. Like we were getting ready to run out. And I remember Billy Donovan is like talking and I, it's like muffled. Like I can't hear anything. I'm just like numb. Like I'm just in this like mode where I just can't feel anything. And I was like, yo, something's wrong. Mm. I was like, I think I'm about to break. Mm. 
I like I don't know. I was talk. I'm talking to myself as he's talking, but and I can't hear him. Like I just hear my own thoughts. I'm like, yo, like something's gonna happen. Like I feel like I'm about to just break down right now. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but at some point in time today, it's going down. Mm. And as he finished, I just felt my body start getting hot, and I'm just like, fuck, man. I'm like, yo, I'm about to lose it, man. I'm like, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I can't explain it. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I don't know why it's all of a sudden. Why right now? Why in this locker room? Like I just had no answers. And as we broke, I just walked out of the locker room and I walked around the corner. I just sat in this in this uh this hallway by myself. And I just fucking let it up, bro. I just broke down and started crying, bro. I just sat there for like twenty minutes until the game started damn near. And I have a job to do. And I remember that I had a job to do. I'm like, yo, this shit can wait. Just go just go play your game, bro. Play play to the best of your ability and we can deal with this shit later. Give it two hours of your best and we'll deal with this later. Mm. And uh, went out there and played. I had a I had a really good game. I played well. Uh, after the game, I came back in and I just sat in the locker room for like two hours. After like I was I was in there with the cleaning crew as they were leaving. Like I just sat there in my chair and I just couldn't move, bro. I just sat there and I was like, damn, like I gotta slow down. I gotta slow down, man. I gotta I gotta figure out what's going on. I got too much stuff going on in my brain. My brain is going a million miles per hour and I can't figure out how to slow it down mm-hmm. so I just sat there and I'm like all right how do what do I do Cause I've never been in this position before because again as I said as a man you know we don't feel we're not supposed to be sad we're not supposed to hurt we're not supposed to feel anything like we're supposed to be the the tough guys yeah. especially someone who quote-unquote has everything has the lifestyle has the money has the car has the girls have everything what can I complain about and then that starts to trickle in my mind like yo just be grateful man you know you you got money, you got life, you're taking care of your family, like all the personal shit, like push it down, don't worry about it. And then mind you, it was a back-to-back, so we played the Clippers the next day. So I mm-hmm. go back, you know, I don't sleep, I sleep on a couch and I'm staring at the ceiling all night. So next day I got to get up for shoot-around and we play the Clippers and same thing, sitting in the locker room. And uh, So you still I, haven't asked for help at this not point? Not yet, yeah. no. So knowing that, knowing that you, you, I'm like, on break the ver- like breaking down, like in real time, mm-hmm. like yeah, I like feel myself just breaking verge. down in real time and I still didn't do it. I'm like, yo, you're fine. Like, this is just a wave. Just fucking let it crash and you'll, you'll get over it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the same thing happened with the Clippers game, sitting in the locker room, same moment. Everything is muffled. I can't hear anything. I'm just numb, just sitting there. And, uh, I think this is when everybody started to notice like something was, something was wrong. So all the guys would come up and ask me, are you good? You come like, yeah, bro. Focus on the game, bro. Don't fucking worry about me. I'm good. Like I can do my job. Don't don't worry about it. And that comes with the being like the masculine part of being being a man. Like you don't want to you don't want help when people are trying to help you. Try to shoot away. Like bro, I've got this. I'm yeah. a man. I can handle this on my own. And again, after after our meeting, I went out to went out to the corner, that same corner again, and I just sat there, bro. And I just let it out. I just fucking cried for 20 minutes. Pulled my shit together. I'm like yo, you got two hours. You got a job to do. Mm. Get your shit together. Let's go. You did what you had to do for 20 minutes. Now let's go. Get out there and go. Went out there and played. Played well. Uh, at that moment, I told uh, Billy Donovan knew already I was was struggling at that moment. Um, and he was very, very, uh, very kind about that and was very, you know, uh, attentive to that. And he still played to me. He was like, can you play? I said, yeah, I have to. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to play. Like, I have a job to do. So he still played me anyways. Again, another game that I, I played pretty well. I think we lost that game, if I'm not mistaken. Then after the game, I just, uh, that's when I decided. I was like, yo, I got to go talk to somebody, man. Is that when you posted that? Yeah. 
Yeah, after that, I was like, yeah, I got, I got to talk to somebody. I got to, I got to get off social media because like I found myself reading stuff. Everybody's, you know, commenting and sending stuff to me. I'm like, all right, this shit is starting to become public. So, I need to fix a narrative before it becomes something negative. So mm-hmm. that's why I made the post myself before I went to the media. I said, yo, I got to say this shit myself that I'm personally taking my own time to get off of this shit, get away from everybody, and just focus on me. And in this <clears throat> in this time period, like, who are you talking to, right? Is it family? Do you have, like, an OG in the league that you speak no, to? No, what I, what I did was uh, I did with anybody would try to avoid doing is going to fucking therapy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Dr. B, if you're watching this, I love you. I've always had this uh, this this mindset that therapy was uh, sitting on this big ass red couch and fucking staring at the ceiling, right. and yeah. you know this guy's telling you how me fucked too, up, yeah, how fucked up your life is, and <laughs> this is what you do to fix it. Uh-huh. But um, you know, having that conversation with her, and you know, we got to laugh about that. that was like the first time I laughed in a while. So having that conversation with her, we're laughing about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, that's not what this is. Like, the object of what this is is to hear your thoughts through a third party. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when we think to ourselves, we're battling our own thoughts. So it's you versus you. So it's which side are you picking? Mm-hmm. But when you hear your own thoughts going through someone else and they articulate it back to you, you're like, damn, I never really touched on this topic too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of either pushed it to a side or I addressed it how I felt, how felt fit and you know, moved on from it. But, you know, that conversation with her and still talking to her to this day has been very beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my advice to anybody that is struggling mentally or having a hard time getting through something, it's not a bad route. It may be scary. It may be personal. It may be hard to trust a stranger with personal information. But for me personally, that's what worked. But I would say don't be afraid to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, there's, there's, it may not be the coolest thing, you know, asking for help. You know, everybody wants to be cool nowadays, but caring about yourself is more important. Mm. That's powerful. You guys know that, you know, super passionate about mental health on our platform. Always talk about it. Um, I would say there's it's not a partner of ours. Um, I connected with them in the past, but anybody that might be out there struggling, there's an app that you can download <laughs> called BetterHelp. It's um, almost like uh, te- telehealth, right? right? Where you can connect with, you know, mental health practitioners, therapists, counselors um, online. I think they have like thousands, and I could be off here wrong, but thousands of people, thousands of uh, uh, specialists, uh, professionals on this app, and you guys can f- figure it out till you find the right one. But it's important for us to connect, bro, and. and and so that's better help. There's an app out there. But that was my thought as well. Right. Literally, bro, like, but I wanted that. I wanted yeah. to lay on the couch and look <laughs> that's up what and you just, wanted. I, but just talk. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I was at <clears throat> McLean Hospital in this outpatient program, bro, like for a month, I was there for three months. The first half, like I'm sitting there and I'm trying to talk. And I'm thinking he posed a listen. And, he, and it, we was going back and forth. And he was trying to give me skills and tools. What's that for? Skills and tools, skills and tools, you know, to be able to move forward. 
And so halfway through, I'm like, man, you I come in here, you're not really listening to me. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm supposed to be laying on the couch. Where the damn couch at? <laughs> so Where's my red couch at, right, bro? That's because that's what you see in the movies. Right, right. right. Where's right? I got it from? You big ass long red couch. <laughs> not where you laid out, stared at the ceiling, arms <laughs> folded. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Uh, and one one of the things we do on the show, and we then we can move on to talk some uh, NBA finals before we gotta let you go and, and hit a few other things, um, hit your journey, but um. One to ten, where are you at today, right? So what we do is say one to ten mentally, where are you at one to ten mentally, where are you at one to ten personally, right. and one to ten professionally. But we'll focus on a on on the mental pillar. Where are you at one to ten? Today? Yeah, mentally, mentally one to ten. I'm like at a six, five, seven. Uh, every day is a new challenge, obviously, but um, I'm better. I feel good. You know, I'm able to articulate my feelings a lot better now than what I was used to. So that's a Definitely a small step of progress. So that's a small success for me. But um, other than that, still doing work, man. Yeah, still doing work. It's always constant work. It's never a magic word that's gonna fix everything. It's an everyday battle and everyday journey to betterment. All right, I said I wanted to move on, Corey. After this, definitely push us forward. <laughs> but bro, like this is just this is just something I'm feeling right now. Of course. Um. I've been following you over the last couple of years. That's why I had to beef with you because I knew you were right around the corner and you never stepped foot in the house of <laughs> Adley. All right. But all is forgiven, right? Thank you for blessing the show today. Of course. But one of the things I admired from afar, bro, was your work ethic. You never stopped working. Appreciate that, man. Right? Like, it's crazy. Remy uh, down in Miami, shout out to Remy, you know, seeing what you guys, like, what y'all, you know, the work that y'all been putting in over the years. And then, it, like, even like watching your drills, it's like you're not just you're a big man, but you're not just, you know, doing all the big man skill uh, 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 drills. Right. I see you working on your your mm -hmm. your ball skills. Yeah, you got a bag. You know, got a bag from the perimeter, like everything. I'm like, yo, this dude, like, just work crazy. So I say all that to say this, you know, because we talk about like struggling mentally. A lot of times it's because like you know, we're searching for something or we want more or our expectations just from life are too high, right? Instead of just being sometimes. Right. And so I, I wonder if, you know, part of uh, the struggle for you is trying to get more out of basketball. Yeah, that's, good. that's a good, good question, man. I think... Because, and, and, and before you go, I say that because as athletes... It's like we're always trying to get to the next level, right. and you hit this inflection point in your career where it's like, you know, you feel stagnant, right? You feel stagnant. Yeah, that's a good question. I think for me, the reason why I train the way I train, I don't train to impress anybody. I do it for my own mental psyche, because when you're in a profession for so long, it's very easy to get complacent. It's very easy to get, you know, stuck. It's very easy to get, you know, comfortable. So I try to challenge myself each and every year with something different and keep my mind and body going because you got to think all I do all year is play. So what can I do to trick my mind to get excited while I'm working out? Because when, you, when you're when you a pro and a, a professional at something, it becomes second nature. So people will be like, well, why are you practicing so hard? You're already good at it. But when you find a new element of your game or something that you are trying to do to get better at, it becomes more fun again. And the NBA is always changing. So for me, it, it makes it a lot easier because my job requires to adjust to that. And that's why I've stayed around for so long because I've been able to work on different things that the NBA has changed to where I can fit in. Mm -hmm. 
And that's where the work ethic comes from is just the drive to want to be great and to strive to strive to be successful in my my craft. Right. That's dope. That's dope. All right, I, I'll move on. Let's talk some basketball now. But <laughs> yeah. that you know, that's why this platform exists. That's why House of Athlete exists. You know, life and sport is eighty percent mental and 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 you know, the majority of us I would say uh focus all on the physical, you know, and we're missing the biggest we're missing the biggest component. We were talking earlier today about like Corey, Corey in the cut, um, and, and we were just having this little live debate, and uh, we talked about the first thing in the morning. What does he? What do we do? Right. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, when I wake up, I'm like, I jump right into my profession." And uh, we were like, "Man, that's I don't know if that's the right way. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of unhealthy." But we have these conversations all the time. You know, and, and, and those type of conversations that we have, Corey, and, and just the entire team, I feel like it just continues It continues to push, you know, us forward. So I appreciate that conversation. Absolutely. All, right. Likewise. All the time. All right, Corey, what we got? NBA Finals, right? We're two games in. Yeah. Tomorrow's game three. One, what I wanted to ask you, though, Andre, because you were on the Bulls team, obviously, who played the Heat in the play-in. Did you see the Heat going this far? No. <laughs> right? Yeah, be like, honest. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> right? I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. I, no. Mm. You know, I personally thought we should have won that game, but that is out of my control. It was close. Um, very close game. I think we had them. I think uh, just some tough uh, tough plays on the stretch of the game. Mm. But, um, no, I, I had no idea that they were making it this far. I had an idea because Miami's culture – it's easy to believe because Miami's culture is so strong that, you know, they make it through anything, man. They, they got mm. players that – play hard man they play hard and they don't give up they don't quit you don't see them ever just laying down like they're fighting the entire game from the start to finish mm-hmm. which is why they're where they are right now so mm-hmm. more success to them i hope they don't win because i want denver to win <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest you, you know reggie jackson ish smith bruce brown yeah. and uh, katavis caldwell pope i play with them in detroit That's those right. are like my starting five in detroit i gotta see those guys yeah, win. Right, I, right. I, like if they win i kind of win like i'm gonna cry if they win like fuck, right. like my guys did it like i've been with them for seven years so i want to see them be successful mm-hmm. but obviously made the best man win but my hat is going to denver right. well not denver just those particular guys what right. you been seeing in this series so far you know, I had this I had this discussion with someone the other yeah. day. Um, I can't say who because uh, he's a reporter. We were What's just shooting. We were just shooting the shit, and uh, he's like, "What do you think?" I was like, "Yo, I think Denver is gonna be able to just take the whole thing because they score a lot of points, man. And I think Miami won't be able to with, like withstand that because they don't score enough. Mm. I don't think Miami scores enough points in order to hang with Denver. But obviously, last game showed otherwise." which is what Miami does. They find a way to fucking shock the world <laughs> somehow, some way. I mean, I, I was just talking the same thing last game. I was like, yo, they're going to lose this game too. They don't score enough, and they come back and they win the game. So I don't know. This shit can go anywhere, to be honest. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 have no dog, I have no dog in this race. I don't know. I don't know. I have no horse in this race. Excuse me. I don't know. But you don't think their defense and their, and their will um, but if you're getting more combats that? If you're getting more shots up, then the other team is gonna it's right. gonna even out no right. matter how good the defense is. Mm-hmm. They're shooting more shots than you. Mm-hmm. They have more of a chance of making that basket regardless of how good your defense is. Not gonna yeah. miss every shot. They're yeah. NBA players. <laughs> so <laughs> nah, you so if they're them. getting all those shots up, 
more times than not, they're going to probably score a lot of points. Right. So yeah. they got to they got to be able to defend that mm-hmm. and score on the other end. Well, you played with this Nuggets team with the you know with the Bulls and whatnot. That game, I was you know of course I said I did my research and whatnot. You that game was nuts, huh? That game was nuts. It was yeah, and well, and y'all neutralized Jokic though. Jokic only had like eight points or something like that that game, and you know you went for like thirteen <laughs> and ten, right? What's that? That was all you, huh? <laughs> Yo, what's the blueprint? What's the blueprint? Like, what's... Hold on, why'd you, why'd you make that face? Yeah, right. Listen, like, what, is, what is it like well, guarding they, they, they put that dog on them. That's, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's why I had to bring it up. I'm like, Yo, so you the answer. So is it, what is it, Joker and Batman? Who, who, who Joker fight? Yeah, it's Batman. Batman, Batman, Batman. 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 So you I, Batman. I wouldn't you even Batman. go to that extent. I would just say that the way that I play my quickness and the way I'm able to guard yeah. one through five was really tough. It made it tough for him. I made him run. I'm like, bro, you're gonna, this is a fucking track meet. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. dance with you in the post. We gonna run. Let's, yeah, let's, right. let's, let's, take, let's take a walk, man. We gonna go up uh-huh. and down this court. I'm gonna tire you out and I'm gonna make you battle me on the offensive rebounds. And that kind of warmed down a little bit. What do you mean make him run? So basically he was guarding you? Yeah. So you, oh, that's. I'm running every time. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's, that's one of my strengths. That's probably my number one strength that I'm probably one of the fastest bigs in the league. Right. So once I get a rebound and pass the ball out, you got to chase me to the that's other good. block. <laughs> and you, how many times can you do that in a row? I mean, right. that's my job. That's my job, and that's not what he does. He doesn't. Yeah, he's not yeah. running. Yeah, he so, so, so what I hear you saying is the way you stop Joker was make him run on and the you gotta opposite end. You got defensively, you gotta, offensively. You got to attack him because you got to think. Wow. Defensively, when you're guarding him, he had he dictates so much, so it's hard for him to have a bad possession. And he's really smart and he knows his offense like the back of his hand. Like he knows every contingency of his offense. Like he knows mm-hmm. the first first play, the, the second play within that and the third option yeah. in that. So if he's exhausted, his mind's gonna be a little foggy. So what I what I did with that is, all right, I'm gonna let you have your, do whatever you gotta do. I'm gonna play you the best I can defensively and you're gonna score, you're an MVP, but you're gonna do some work too. You're gonna have to battle me on the offensive and defensive mm-hmm. rebounds and you're gonna have to run and you're gonna deal with me, deal with me hitting you every play. Mm. So eventually you're going to get worn down. That's how I've lived my entire career, which is why I'm a three-time leading rebounder. Like, Damn. you're going gonna to have to fight me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of us is getting this, and yeah. more, and I want it more. Yeah. Damn. And give yourself some credit. You're four-time NBA. I'm probably four, four times. Four-time. I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm actually – Shout out to I left one out. Uh, yeah, I, I love that, Corey. Yeah. 2016, <laughs> and then for three years straight, 2018, 19, and 20. I am the, the best ever. I'm trying well, to tell you. Historically. <laughs> do, do you feel respected in the NBA? Because even with that, like, that's crazy. <laughs> right. Do I feel respected? I should – I don't do it for the respect. I do because I love the game, and mm. I do it. I don't do it for for validation. And I think that's where guys are failing at right now. They that's do weird. it to impress someone. That's mm-hmm. not what I do it for. I do it because I love it, and I truly love the art of rebounding because no one takes that art seriously. Which is why I say probably that I'm the best ever because I've done my homework, I've done my work, I've done everything statistically, and I think statistically, if you look at it, I think percentage wise, I am number one historically. Mm. So there's that. Corey, did you hear what Bang he said? the over on no, no, Andre no, no. Drummond. No, no, <laughs> the rebounds over. Bang the the rebounds over on Andre Drummond. He right, but did you hear uh, what he said though? No, you hear what he said. Greatest ever, right? Is that Greatest exactly? ever. Yeah, that's I a bar. You really believe that? I don't believe that. I think it's proven. Dennis Rodman. Let's I'm, see. I'm above him. Look it up. Percentage that's wise, I, I, percentage wise, uh, quote me if I'm wrong. I think he's 34 and I'm 36 percent. Greatest. Oh. 
And we're not going to count man. Will and the other guys too. That shit doesn't count. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. that they can have that. The motherfuckers is averaging 20 rebounds a night. Take, but, 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 but that's what you believe in. I, and listen, I'm not going yeah, to. correct. I mean, his career high. 25% I got here. He's the leader. Don't Dennis Rodman is I second. Mean, did you, you had a game with 29 rebounds. Say that again. What'd For NBA stats, he has a 24.85% total rebound percentage over Dennis Rodman at 23.44. He's the leader. What would you look at that? That's wild, bro. Hey, man. That's, that's wild. Ever. How many guys got a Say 29 rebound game? TBE. Right. <laughs> Yo, we got to let that. I got to sit in this for a minute, like, like for a second, bro. That's phenomenal. Congratulations, dog. I appreciate that, mm -hmm. man. I take I take pride in that, man. That's why I'm really I really get I get passionate about it because like I really set out to be the best ever from 2013. Like after that All Star game, because I got hurt my first year, so I didn't get to really showcase myself. Mm -hmm. But that second year, when I decided that I wanted to be the best rebounder ever, I went after that with everything I had in me. Mm -hmm. Every night I'm trying to go for 20 rebounds. You guys, anybody in Detroit, like I will fight my teammates if they try to grab the rebound. Get, get your ass out of there. <laughs> yeah. you don't touch this ball. You run up the court and I'll pass it to you. Yeah. But that was my that's what my, my, my mission was to be the best ever and it's good to see that it's happening. Yes, Listen, sir. this is what I'm gonna say, and then we'll get a look get back into the NBA finals. But here's what we're gonna do. I'm representing uh Drummond. I'm his agent now. Uh who's your agency now? <laughs> Jeff Swartz. XL I like Swartz. I like Jeff. He's great. I like, but Jeff, I'm sorry, you gotta we go we I need you to step aside. I'm a I'm gonna represent the big dog, uh, and we're gonna opt out. Because if we're the greatest ever, when we're talking about getting them boards, I need more money. I need more money. Let's go. You, don't feel, you ain't feeling that? Team, yeah, teams got to realize what they got on the table, man. Hey, you, you, what he you, said. you sure you don't want to opt out? We'll get around to that when the time comes. But as of now, I'm enjoying one. I mean, I'm do we not put – Where's the? what's the value that we put on a rebound? That's crazy. I think it's going to go up now. Yeah. I think That's it's right. Yeah, we so need a little bit more money. Eventually. Or, or Chicago, we need, we need some more perks. Yeah, hey man, all, all I need is a chance. That's Chicago's all I need. Chicago's dope. Um, going back to the Joker, bro. So NBA Finals, uh, that was pretty cool hearing those stories about, you know, how you battled Joker and slowed him down. Uh, if you had to, if you can write out, like, the keys to victory against Joker, how to have success against Joker, can you give us two or three bullet points? Yeah. I think some of the success is just from watching film, you know, as I said earlier, is making him run getting him tired because he does a lot. His workload is a lot offensively for that team. So I think making him run, getting him exhausted in that sense, being physical with him on rebounds, just hitting him. Because mm -hmm. nobody likes to be hit repeatedly mm -hmm. for no reason. And I and I tend to do that just to piss people off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but doing that will, you know, obviously cloud his mind too because, like, now he has to think about getting hit every play. Now he has to think about running up and down the court every play. And if you add this last element, I mean, I think it's a, a no-brainer. If you're attacking him, like coming downhill at him, every possession off a of pick and roll or Bam is, you know, attacking him off the dribble to the rim, that's that's a lot of work because mm -hmm. he's not going to be able to do all that offensively if he's has to do all that work defensively because mm -hmm. I think Denver does a good job of hiding him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is he? He seems strong. Is he? He's strong? very strong. He's yeah. strong. Strong kid. Very strong kid for sure. Yeah, but it don't. It, it, you wouldn't. It don't, like you know. the way he looks, you wouldn't think that. But he's very. He's very strong. Yeah. I feel like he has a little wide receiver in him, right? Like you want to keep the DB guessing. I feel like that's what Jokic does. He just keeps you guessing with how every deceptive time. he is. You know. Mm. Every yeah. time he's very, he's very good. He's crafty, man. Yeah. Smart. Very, yeah. very smart basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, Who you got? B. Marsh don't understand these coaches in the NBA. 
fronting on drumming. Hey, listen, man. I try to stay. I try to stay out of that topic, man. I'm just like I said earlier. All I need is a chance. Whoever wants to give it to me, you know. Uh, I'm what? Here. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> Jimmy Butler, right? Is he a Hall of Famer? We had Antoine Walker on yesterday, and right. he, you know, basically came out and said he's a Hall of Famer. But you look at the numbers, and it's like, well, the numbers really don't add up. But right. We know the story of Jimmy Butler. What's your thoughts on on that conversation? I think he has a chance when it's all said and done. Um, I think the position he's in, it makes it very hard to get him into that conversation. Him being a two guard, it's very hard to get him to that conversation. Do I think he has a chance to be a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Does does his body of work show that? Absolutely. But. You know, that's not my decision to make. I think he has a chance to do it. I think anybody has a chance to do it. I mean, we all have a chance for the moment we step into the NBA. Mm-hmm. It depends on what you, what your body of work is. And I think his body of work is really good. Uh, hopefully he gets it. You yeah. know, I definitely will root for that. All right, I'm a casual. Better is my last conversation with the NBA Finals. And, Corey, you can take whatever you want mm-hmm. and jump on in. Um, I'm a casual better. Okay. Okay, so every <laughs> once in a while I might, you know, throw a couple dollars here or I might throw 100000 over there, but just – how do, you, how do you just bypass that? A couple dollars there and then go to a couple <laughs> dollars. I don't know what I was thinking, bro. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know what I was thinking on Izzy. Uh, we went to we we went to the UFC fight, and I right, was right. just like, you know what? Let me go for it. And I just went for it. Yeah. I had it in the account, you know. Because cash flow can be up and down when you're running your own business as an entrepreneur. I happened to have cash flow positive that month. Hey, it was big. Take a, take a risk. Hello, yeah. hey, hey, let me go it out there. And we hit, <laughs> right? So, so um, if I bet a hundred thousand, I don't know if the line moved today, but if I bet a hundred thousand uh, on the Heat today to win it, I think I bring back like a hundred and forty. Okay, how is this going to end, bro? Like, how is it going to end? Give me your prediction. What's going to happen at the end of this series? How many games who and who is holding up the trophy? You know, as I said earlier, man, this this thing can go anywhere. At this point, it can go anywhere. I don't. Miami keeps surprising me. I don't know. Every time I think that they're gonna lose, they they find a way to come back and like not just win the game, but like beat the life out of the team. Like it doesn't make any doesn't make any sense to me. I don't I don't understand. Like do this shit from the beginning so I can believe. (laughs) We're a second half team. We definitely. I mean, you played against them, right? Like I'd say they're a second half team for the most part. One hundred percent second half. No, they're five minute left in the fourth quarter. (laughs) (laughs) They just come out of nowhere and and just. Everything just clicks. Mm-hmm. But if I had to make a prediction right now just based off of what I'm what I've give what I've been given, I'm still sticking with Denver. I'm sticking with Denver. I think Denver will get it in six. Um it's hard, man. It's hard. Like I, I I know. I think I'm gonna go with the heat, bro. To win it all. But I ain't gonna put a hundred. I think it's going put, to seven. Yeah. You going to seven? Put, like, I think both teams are gonna split the home series. I think I think Denver. I can see it. that. I think the Heat. It's hard win to play. In, it's hard to play in Denver too. Facts. Yeah. It's hard to play in Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Heat gonna win tomorrow, but yeah. I think they're gonna lose Friday. That's. But we'll see. Mm, we'll see. Bro, I don't, seven. I don't know, man. I, know, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Jeez. It's all good. You you went. You, I'm you sticking went. with Denver. I'm gonna I'm I'm stand. I'm sticking with, with Denver. the guys, right? With you the guys, KCP, right? Yeah, I'm Reggie sticking Jackson. with Denver. Denver yeah. six. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so you have LA. Right. Um, how was that stint there? It was different. But before, you, how'd you get there? Is this whole LeBron uh, 
Le GM, what do they call them? Le GM, right. Is that what they call them? Yeah, they call them Le GM. Is that is that a real thing? You know, I don't really keep up with the politics of that. I kind of try to stay away from that stuff because yeah. you get it gets messy if you try to involve yourself in that. So I try to keep my hands clean of that. But no, how I got there was, you know, I was uh, on a buyout with Cleveland. I was in the free agency uh, market when uh, the trade deadline ended. And I had a bunch of teams that were interested. And uh, the Lakers, you know, was a team that I picked just due to obviously having a chance to play with LeBron and having a chance to win. Um, I wanted a ring, obviously, and I think I thought that was the best chance that I had was to play with AD and LeBron and the team that they had there. Um, it was a good experience, but um, just had no real real time to build chemistry because those two mm -hmm. guys were hurt till about the last three or four games of the season. Mm -hmm. So I was building chemistry with guys that weren't really playing that much, and then by the time they came back, I didn't. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out quite, quite yet. You was balling when they was down. Yeah, yeah. He was broke. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. Damn, yeah. that's just crazy. I just remember that because it was like, how how y'all going to uh, sustain and hold hold things together while they were down? Right. And you were a big part of that. Yeah. Why you say? Why you say? Um, you thought that was a good decision. Um, I mean, if we're being honest, I mean. Any player in the right mind that was asked to have an opportunity to play with LeBron James will take the chance, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, based off his body of work and what he's done. Um, but I didn't put in perspective of how hurt those two guys were. Mm -hmm. um, I took a chance. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, as a man, you can't regret your decision. You live and learn from them. Um, could I have made a different decision? Sure. Were there better options? For sure. I mean, I just took the chance of hope. Yeah, hope of winning. So that was that's all that was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why well, I someone to ask you? Right, I want to get your thoughts on this. So Mario Chalmers, I'm sure you know who Mario Chalmers. Oh is. my god, he played. He played with Love uh, Rio. Yeah, yeah, he played <laughs> with LeBron. But this is what he said. He recently said this. I feel like LeBron is the greatest player of all. Uh, the greatest player to ever play the game. But he's just not my goat. So I got two questions. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah so so you yeah you feel you feel yeah. like LeBron James is the greatest, but he's just not the goat. And I want to know like. How do you feel about that GOAT yeah, conversation? Is it like an era thing? A question. Can you deem somebody the GOAT? What's your thought? I think you you deem GOATs by era. era. It is an era thing? By era. You can't say someone's the best of all time for all eras because there's players that are completely different. And I think LeBron in our generation right now, I think, yes, he is the greatest player of all time. Before that, obviously, the late, great Kobe Bryant. Uh, before that, you know, you go on the list, Shaq. Uh, uh, Magic, Mike, Kareem, mm -hmm. I mean, Hakeem, I mean, you can name those guys too and you can have their own individual battles, mm -hmm. but I think in terms of calling GOATs, you just call them by errors. Okay, so mm -hmm. you do believe in multiple GOATs? Yeah, for sure. I think B. Marsh was saying that there's not multiple GOATs, right? Isn't that you think there's one? Isn't that your argument? All right, so I'm gonna do this right <laughs> quick. I'm gonna go Who's on he gonna say? Webster.com. Uh, G O A he, he gonna go, go. He go to definition. I type go. in goat. You might need to go to um, Who? uh, what's the uh? Who's your goat? My goat. Yeah, Michael Jordan. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's everybody's goat. You're a suit. No, I'm LeBron. Interesting. I pulled into the new generation. Um, I grew up in the '90s, but I think I just got more respect for LeBron overall. It's just everything. What about you, B. Marsh? Um, one goat. 
I know you researched this, right? So I know you're about to hit me with <laughs> some facts right now. Uh, <laughs> goat. So I just put in definition of goat, and it was like some little white goats, some brown goats. Little <laughs> Billy goats. Yeah. Urban, Urban and then there was MJ. And then, and, then MJ. Was, and then there was MJ right there. <laughs> so uh, a hardy, domesticated, runyant animal that has backward curving horns. Um, it said A. Mean singular, mm-hmm. right? So when we talk about the goats, or the we have the the goat dis- discussion in different sports or all the sports. The one is it well, is the, it Tom Brady? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it Serena Williams? Is it Tiger Woods? You can only pick one. Why did now we, uh, he huh? asked he asked me what I thought about LeBron James, or, or could mm-hmm. there be multiple goats? I said, yeah, I can agree with that. But my personal goat is Michael Jordan. Thank okay. you. Okay. But 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 my my if you'd have picked LeBron, I wouldn't have argued with right. you. You know what I'm saying? If you'd have said Kobe, I wouldn't have argued with you. My my thing uh, around this whole conversation is 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 what you just actually said is like, oh, there could be multiple goats. I just don't believe that. I I just like you got to pick one. Well, I'm saying in football, break- who is it? who's your who's your football goat? TB Tom Brady. Okay. Now, you know, there's a discussion, and I would say that's true. There's a discussion amongst football players that a quarterback can't be the GOAT. Why not? He, he runs the show. I know, right? That's how I feel, too. <laughs> what, what, yeah. what? And, and I don't think we'll ever see this type of run again. No, hell no. Not what he did. Football, football's hard. I don't know how y'all do it. What is it? How many? Is it seven, bro? What's that? How many Super Bowls? Seven. Yeah, you got seven, seven right? You got how seven. do you have seven? My career was 13 years in the league, bro. And he was winning all, most of it. Was more than that. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he was a yeah. problem. So, LeBron, what makes LeBron great, bro? And, and, what, and what was the biggest takeaway from playing with him? You said, you know, you learned a lot. It was a great experience. I think my favorite thing of playing with LeBron is his mind. And I think a lot of people say that, too. Like, his mind. It's not about his physical. I, he's physically gifted. We know that. What he does is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think his knowledge of the game and his – his uh, awareness while he's on the court is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like when he was at his peak, like the way that he saw the game and the way that he viewed players and how he knew every player's move by percentages. Dang. Like he would, it was to the point where like he would get mad at players for like contesting a, a guy's shot that shoots a low percentage. Like, yeah, why are you contesting that he shoots 32% or he shoots 20%? <laughs> Let him shoot that shit. Yeah. Wow. And he's spitting these percentages out. And he's right, and he's right. Like, I'll go back and look. Like, damn, this guy's right. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving you open, man. Go ahead, shoot that shit. <laughs> <laughs> who was the guy that who was the guy that he was like, let just you gotta let him shoot? It just depends, bro. I, I can't pinpoint players, but there was like it's not letting them shoot, it's that he knows what percentage they shoot from that particular spot. Right. And ideas right. So like, like say it's a corner three. Court? Huh? Is that is that his like his ideas to conserve energy? Like we don't need to put that much effort in somebody. Not even just like that. I think it's more so just a a mind game for him. Got you. He's like, yo, I know that you aren't supposed to be shooting that. And then the player that has the ball is like, mm-hmm. like, do I yeah. do I shoot it or do right, I not right, shoot right. it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then it becomes it becomes like a mind game from there. So mm-hmm. he's he's really really smart, man. Wow. You was talking about the corner three. So you're basically saying, if a guy sit in the corner three, or the, the percentages with LeBron. So like, let's say me for instance. So nowadays, everybody spreads the floor five out. So say that I'm in the corner and they pass me the ball. Nine times out of ten, they're probably not going to run out. They're like, all right, well, we know he didn't shoot a high percentage mm-hmm. from there. So let's say another guy. So say like Steph Curry, if he's shooting a three, like there's certain parts on the court where he doesn't shoot that well. 
Mm. So some shots, you know, you have a better chance of just like getting a late contest, knowing that it's not a better shot. I mean, he's gonna he's a great shooter. Like, right, let's right. not get that twisted. But percentage wise, there's just some shots that guys just aren't good at. That's like, really crazy. studying the game. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, I would think about think about it probably the way majority think about of this. people. Uh, Chris Paul, mm-hmm. when he does that right to left and fade away to the, the right, range, yeah. it's like yeah, he shoots elbow. like damn near 70% of that. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we game plan for him not to get to that shot. That's how okay. good of a shot that is. Like we don't want him shooting that shot. We'd rather him shoot a pull-up three than that shot. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there's certain shots you let guys shoot because they're not – that's not their 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 shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, where everybody plays, we make open shots, but that's a shot we'll be okay with living with. Mm-hmm. But the shots that guys master, you cannot allow them to get those shots because then the rim looks ten times bigger mm-hmm. once they start hitting those shots. That's part of watching film. That's, that's just so film. crazy to me how you know you guys take it down to the micro level, and you're talking about LeBron. Like most people say, Steph Curry. Oh, you got to guard him. Like they, you know, the 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 viral video, guard him out of the bed. Right, right, but but like a guy like Braun might say, okay, well at the top, uh, at the top, he's forty five, forty six. Does that sound about right? That's good. Who, yeah, Steph? Good. Yeah. Uh, shit, I, I don't know. It might be. Is that, is that, it might, he's shooting in the high forties for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so high forties, boom. But then he might be, you know, uh, corner on the left side, right. and it's lower. And so Braun might approach that like, okay, I don't got to go close out as fast right now. Not about not closing out as fast. He'll prepare for him to pump fake and drive. <laughs> hey, man. Basketball. He, he's been doing it for years. <laughs> and other players ain't approaching it that way? I think other guys do, but I think just the way the way he does it. like He says it in real time, like in the game. Like, yo, not that, that's not the shot. Let him shoot that one. Wow. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give us a give us a story, bro. Give us a legendary uh, yeah, story. That's not out there, bro. Come on, <laughs> give us anything, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. See, this is why I love this. Uh, you know, talking to athletes, not just mm-hmm. this platform, because there's a lot of athletes that are doing dope shit and you right. know podcast game and you know some amazing things, but. Like, bro, when athletes get together, mm-hmm. the conversations that we have is just crazy. Every time I walk up to, uh, you know, you know, another football player, right. you know, let's say uh, uh, Elvis Dumerville, right. one of my brothers, played with Peyton Manning. Okay. And I would see him in the offseason, be like, yo, how's Peyton Manning? Tell me that story. You know what I mean? That, that's like the best thing for me when I connect with other athletes. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, with, with him. I don't like to call players out by names. I remember we were playing in uh, in uh, uh, Indiana. We were playing in Indiana. And uh, there was a player that was out at the wing. And I closed out hard and he like drove by and got a layup. He's like, yo, that dude shoots like 28%. Why, why are you closing out on him? <laughs> I was like, damn, I must have missed that in scout report. I thought he was a shooter. They said he could shoot. I mean, he's, he is a shooter. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But he's like, no, not from there. Not like from he, there. he doesn't shoot that shot. That's not his shot. Like he's corner break and down like he's not shooting top of the three keys don't close out on him like make him drive Crazy. Like, damn, I was like damn I thought I paid attention to detail like I watch film I look at notes so I thought I was watching I'm like damn I must have never took took the in-depth look at his his, his shooting percentage because right, yeah. all, when you see shooting percentage you see one thing you don't see from what what spot on the yeah, floor right, right, right. but he's going to in depth of like what position on the court you shoot certain percentages because right. it's there if you look for it but that's what I was going that's what I was like, if you look it up you'll find it like, himself or they, there's some no you can find them like okay. you just ask I'm sure he'll ask the scout guys like yo what yeah, does he shoot from the top of the key what does he okay. shoot from the corner what does he shoot from the break what does he shoot from mid range what's his field goal percentage in the paint what does he shoot from the free throw line mm-hmm. so he goes so in depth to where like he knows what guys shoot from the free throw line in certain quarters. Hmm. <laughs> insane. Do you guys remember when uh, you talking about LeBron, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember during the the playoffs where um, basically he was? It was like the last play against the Warriors, and I think like Draymond ran around. Oh, he and, called him. And he, he called like he called it, and they yeah. someone made a reference and made a. Like a reel showing that he had knew that play from 2018 <laughs> when they did it to him then and made the shot. Right. So he called him. He was moving people. You could see him moving people, and mm-hmm. they ended up losing the game. Now uh, the Lakers won the game. Yeah, Lakers won the game. Wow. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah, you probably it's, got a it's whole that bunch mindset of like that with him, right? Yeah. On the floor in real time. Yeah. Was he a cool dude? Good dude, man. Good, Good dude. dude. Solid dude. Solid dude. He's a very very uh, lighthearted dude, man. Very good dude to be around. That's Knowledgeable good. guy. Were, were you were you happy to see um, Anthony Davis have the postseason success um, that he had this year? Yeah, yeah, I was very very pleased with how he played, and I was very happy for him because you know his injuries was a a big thing for the past couple of years, and him not being able to stay on the floor. And I think what he's done this year, he looked like his old self. He's playing hard, he's shooting his shots, and he's scoring around the rim, and being the defender that he is. Um, so it was very, it was very good for me to see that. And I was very happy for him for his yeah. his success in that. Right. How 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 should we be approaching, you know, Anthony Davis, and the Zion Williamson's uh, those type of conversation discussion? Because when we talk about them, you know, it's like uh, they can't stay healthy. You know, we bash and we bash them. How should we be approaching it? 
You know what I mean? Because you and this is what we talked about earlier: new media, Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. Smith, right. Skip Bayless. They're gonna go out there and they're gonna sensationalize it, or they're just gonna just double down, down and beat, right. break them down. Right, right. Yeah, for me, I'm guilty of it too, man. I'm like, damn, man, I wish I could see these guys play more. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, you can't, you can't really think that way. You gotta understand these are things that these guys control. Yeah. They can't control that, so. It makes it hard. It's like a double, double-headed sword because it's like you want to see these guys play, but they can't play. So it's like, yo, like, do we lose interest? Do we still give them a chance, or do we, you know, just give up on the the sense of them being able to play a healthy season? But they're both great players, man. They're both really good players. You know, I haven't got. I I don't think I've played against Zion yet. I think he's been hurt all the time. <laughs> yeah, of course you ain't playing against. Yeah, he hasn't think, played. I think he's been, he's been hurt. Yeah. The thing I think that's crazy when he does play. The average is like. 22 and like yeah no when 11. he's on the court he's he, he does special he things does, he does work but um with ad man and he's just you know he's just had injury after injury man so it's good to see that he's more healthy now and he's doing well he had a hell of an off season a hell of a hell of a season in general yeah. so mm-hmm. definitely happy for him why brooklyn why'd you choose brooklyn uh i got traded there mm-hmm. traded there from philly so i didn't really have a choice well, I could have tried to stay, but I don't think it works like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I got traded like there in that Ben Simmons trade. Uh, was unexpected because I didn't think that I was going to be a part of that. But it was, it was good. It was good. I was uh, happy with it overall because I got a chance to start again and showcase myself and uh, really show that I can still play. That you know, despite me coming off the bench of Philly, that I am still a starting center in this league. Right. right. Uh, playing there was crazy though, man. It was it was wild because think about it. I just came off of playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now I'm playing with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and I just finished playing with Joel Embiid. Right. Where was James Harden at? He was in uh, Brooklyn still. He was in that trade. He was the trade to oh, Philly. So y'all crossed by, yeah. 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 So my past three years of guys I played with was nuts. So like now I'm in Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie. I'm like holy. Kyle, like this is this is wild. Like I'm playing with some real like I've been asking for this moment, like playing with some real superstar players and seeing what it's like. And obviously we didn't we didn't pan out the way we're supposed to due to the same thing, you know, coming in halfway through the season, you know, Kyrie having the the COVID thing where he, you know, wasn't vaccinated, so that was tough. Uh Katie was in and out of the lineup with his injuries too. And then there's just me and Seth Curry who come in and just are playing so right. again another situation where I don't get a chance to thrive with superstar players. Right. I, I listen. I am not trying to be messy and throw you in these tough spots, but like I, you know, like I said, I love hearing you know getting an inside scoop. A lot of times we hear these insiders and people saying, "Oh, this is what's going on." They don't know, right? right. Um, what would you say to all the NBA fans that was following what was going on with Kyrie? over those couple years there, COVID-19, et cetera, et cetera. And so, like, basically, he didn't get vaccinated. He didn't want to play. So, as a team— They didn't want to play. They didn't let him play. Sorry, yes. He didn't want to get vaccinated, and they wouldn't let him play. Yeah, you're right. Um, As someone in that locker room, how do you work through that? How do you approach that where it's like, yo, we're a team. We need to be together, but also respect his choice. Yeah, that was very easy to respect his choice. At the end of the day, you can't make a man do something he doesn't want to do. And he wasn't being, like, confrontational. He wasn't causing any problems. He just had different beliefs of what he wanted to do with the vaccine. And we all supported him. We all supported him in that sense, and we rode behind him, and we made him feel as comfortable as possible when he did get to play with us on the road. 
But um, it was tough. It was hard not having him because there were games that he would come back on the road and give us 40 to 50 to 60 points, and then he can't play for three or four home games. Right. So it made it, it made it hard. It made it hard for us to really connect in that sense. But there was never any real drama within the locker room in that sense of the the vaccine thing. So if people are wondering that, there was never any drama. I mean, yeah. it's like it is what it is. Like we respect you. It's your body, and you choose to do what you want with it. We can't make you take a vaccine. Like it's bigger than basketball. Yeah. Like it's your body at the end of the day. He nice. <laughs> yeah, that boy is good, man. <laughs> he is a good basketball player. He's all that we've seen the highlights. He, he, uh, you know, have you ever sat down and watched Kyrie Irving highlights? All the time. I started doing that recently, and you, I have like a like I've always watched Kyrie. Like he's one of my closest friends in the league too. And watching his highlights, it's like it's like watching watching a magician, bro. You're just in amazement the whole time you're watching. Like he is a special, special player, man. It's a video Has game. Has the like NBA seen, the ever seen anything like that? Like him? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do the things he's done. Like his finish game around the rim is crazy. His, his movement with the ball is something I've never seen before since like AI. Yeah. So LeBron, uh, you know, yesterday or two days ago, reports came out that you know he's recruiting LeBron. I was going to say that. They've been saying that since he was in Brooklyn. He's trying to bring him <laughs> to Brooklyn too. Like they're always going to say that just due to their dynamic. Yeah. I don't know how real that is. Obviously. Can you see it happening? Who's taking a pay cut? I mean, LeBron ain't he a billionaire? Why LeBron don't need? Yeah, I mean, yeah, can't take, LeBron go. afford to take the pay cut? Why would he just want to win a championship? Yeah. LeBron, Luca, Kyrie, they yeah. can't get it done. Go ahead, take that league minimum. Go ahead. Well, honestly, I read a report saying that the Lakers aren't entertaining that trade unless Luca comes back in replace of LeBron. So. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, you know, like so. It's, so it's, it's you know, you got to sacrifice if you if you want you know if you want LeBron, you got to sacrifice Luke. I don't think they're willing to do that. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that either. No. Um, what happens uh, with Kyrie? You said you said it's your friend. Where do you see him? Because if what he, do I, go ahead, where do I see him going? Yeah, I think he he fits in Dallas. I think like how we talked about just coming into a team like halfway through the year, it makes it hard to build chemistry. Mm. And they showed spurts of being good together, but you could see that they're still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I think it could really go anywhere. I think he has, he could stay or he can go. It's really up to him of what he wants to do, but I don't think it's a bad idea for him not to stay. Yeah. I think yeah. he should stay. I yeah. think it's a good fit for him. I think he'll take a lot of pressure off of himself of trying to score that many points because Luka is the dictator of the ball. I think it'll get him those shots that, that they need when they're in a scoring drought. Well, they got to figure it out. Um, this is Brandon Marshall uh, sitting here with Andre Drummond. We got Corey in the cut, Wu out west, and we got BC in the booth and just Manderville. Um, Manderville, let's tee up uh, a video uh, for a little break a little later. I got a couple more questions, then we're going to let you go. We know yeah, you take, have yoga. I got to do, do the assessment. I'm a full-time uh, uh, HOA athlete. Yeah, <laughs> that. that's right. I love having you here. It's only taken three years, but like I said earlier, so, so we're not gonna let that one go. We're, we're, we're past that, um, bro. So obviously drafted to Detroit, spent some time there. My 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 question for you is, uh, who's your OG? My OG, man. I've had some really good ones, man. My OG was Ben Wallace. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben good, Wallace man. is one of my OGs. Uh, Rashid Wallace was my OG, my my real OG. Like I spent some time with him 
so those two are the, one of my, my OGs. Jason Maxiel, Greg Monroe. Um, around those times, that was uh, my, my OGs. How did that work between Ben uh, and Rasheed? Well, Ben was there my first year. Rasheed didn't come because Rasheed was my assistant coach for for three years. So I had Ben my first year. So that yeah. was like boot camp for me. Wow. Because that was preparing me for Rasheed. Because Rasheed is twice <laughs> as intense. Because Ben was chill when he retired. Like he wasn't doing nothing. He was just coming around. You know, we would shoot the shit, and he would give me his uh his input of what you know I think he, I should do for this team. But Rasheed was intense, man. He was on me from the beginning. <laughs> the moment he stepped in that gym, he was on me. He's like, yo. Yeah. Give us one story, like like he, when he walked in the gym that one moment, you was like, "Damn, I might have to, I might have to, I might have to slap him." Or he gonna slap me? One and he's just other. always talking shit to me, man. He just was, he just was always on me, like you know, like like when you want to see someone succeed, like you just keep on him. Like he's just on me every day, like, "Yo, come on, we shooting after practice. Come on, we working out. Come on, we doing this." I'm like, damn, give me a break, bro. Twenty years old, bro. I shouldn't be doing this much work. I'm trying to learn right now. I don't want to be on the court. I want to. I want to look from a distance. But um, he's molded me. He made. He made me a lot tougher. He made me a lot tougher because I would always complain earlier on about like foul calls or things that weren't going my way. I'm like, yo, suck that, suck that up, bro. Pause. Like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you right before you said it. So you're like, Man, this might be a pause moment. Like, pause I, I just got into uh, it because of camera. Uh, yeah. So, so he's like, yo, like, yo. Get over that. Like that's a part of the game. Like live and learn from that. Be tough. Be you. Be be the dog. Be a fighter and and be the anchor for this team. And uh, that's kind of where our relationship blossomed because I was hungry to be be yeah. great. And he saw that and he would work with me day in and day out, day in and day out. And uh, he made he made some really he uh, he made a big impact on my career for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Um, bro, you be fly, you know. Your Instagram, dope, love how you put it all together. I be taking some of your little tricks. <laughs> shout out to the um, team, because I don't do none of that. For real? Oh, hell no. Shout out to Mike and Jesse. That ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> you got stylist? Wow. I got, I, got a, I got a dope team, man. Stylist team, yeah. Dang, that's crazy. I don't even then. Man, all right. Well, um, you f be fly, bro. You know how to put it together. Appreciate you, man. Okay? Best dressed in the NBA. Well, f my first question is this. Who dressed better? NBA players or NFL players? I like NFL players, swag, bro. I like the way y'all dress. I definitely like the way y'all dress. That's a hard question. I think NBA players are more more daring. I think NFL is like a lot. Like, you guys wear suits and shit to games, mm -hmm. so you guys are really clean cut and your, your outfits are really dope. So I, I steal a lot of ideas from NFL players, too. Um, Who are you watching in the NFL? I definitely have watched Odell. I've seen some of your stuff, obviously. Um, Damn, he put me in the discussion. I'm blushing. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to wear the, uh, the grown man swag. I can't wear sweats Stephon and hoodies Diggs, every day. Have you seen what Diggs he dressed well done? too? Diggs dressed well too. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Fly. Put it on. Fly dude. Fly. Fly dude. Fly dude. But yeah, I think I think better the best uh, dress out of the two. I think it's. I wouldn't even say it's a tie. I think everybody has their own different swags. It depends on what your what your taste is. So NFL, or NFL, NFL or NBA. I think in terms of where I'm at dress wise, I would say NFL because I like the more clean cut looks and the more sleek looks. I wasn't expecting that. Um, all right, let's go to the NBA now. Obviously, you, you know you you really know those guys over there. Can you give me your top five best dressed in the NBA? It's difficult. Uh, shy for sure, Gildred's. 
Alexander is Ooh. up there. Jordan Clarkson, P.J. Tucker. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else? So I guess we could throw Brian in there. Brian, he don't count though. He's a billionaire. <laughs> but he, this he year got, he took it to a whole nother level. He did. He did. I'll give it to him. Though. I'll give it to him. He, he dressed nice, but he he got a cheat code, man. He lives in L.A. Has a billion dollars, he can wear what he wants. He can right. get anything made. So it's, right, it's, right, it's, right. Not, it's not fair. It's right. not fair. Like guys got to really go find this stuff. Like, right, <laughs> he right. just has a place at his doorstep. Uh, facts. But um, he's definitely up there. So that's four. I'll give you one more. Um, shit, I throw myself in there, man. I love, I love the way I dress, man. I, Honestly, I think yeah, I think I've evolved over the years of my swag. Yeah. I, I, okay. Then, um, Mandeville, let's tee up that that video. Um, oh boy, this video's been pending for how long now? We ready to go. All right, listen, we want to say thank you. Um, Paper Route audience, we love you guys. We're going to continue to bring the best of the best. Bro, you opening up about mental health, that was dope. Uh, yeah, of course. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Give me the floor to do that. Yeah, yeah I think, um, you know, the next couple of years for you is going to be interesting. You know, I, you know, we could have talked about your hobbies and got into the art, the artistic side of you. For sure. It's, you know who you remind me of? Who's that? Martellus Bennett. Interesting. Why? Because it's like you guys are not just ball players, and I know there's this whole conversation. LeBron came out where uh, more than athletes, and right. you know the shut up and dribble thing that don't work. You know we 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 now, you know I think the world finally understands that there's so much more to athletes. But there's some dudes, bro, that are like you talk about music, you right. talk about scripted stuff and acting classes. That's Martellus. Right. I wouldn't say like eclectic. Okay. Is it ca- like you understand? Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. We have we have similar minds, man. I, I can see you in Hollywood, for sure. That's where I'm going. I'm going to the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, bro. I know you got to do yoga. Um, make sure you hydrate for sure. And uh, we'll go to we'll deadly. go to break. And when we come back, we'll dive into some hot topics. Cool. The top three rappers alive. Can do the Fat Boys count as one rapper? No. no. <laughs> Jay Z. Ooh. Come on, Coach, you got it. Dig deep. Master P. (laughs) (laughs) Master P? Yeah, where'd that come from? Let's go. Get about it, about it. (laughs) Any TikToks coming out this week? Oh, for sure, 100%. A lot of TikToks this week. Can you give us a hit? I'm going to just say this. It's, 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 It's some dancing. And I'm putting something together with my teammates for a touchdown celebration, so. Don't ever take a young man or a kid and give up on them. Because there is a man in there that can change things. That's you. He did. He wasn't easy to give up on. Mahomes, <laughs> I played him yesterday. And I said, Rihanna said that you're the greatest quarterback ever. He blushed, he smiled. And then at the end, I was like, bro, I'm lying. Rihanna came out and said that you are the greatest quarterback ever. Hearing that, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel, it makes you feel great. Whatever Rihanna says is like like the gospel, so I'm glad that she, she went with me for that for that honor. She didn't. She didn't, obviously. That's right. <laughs> so can you tell him something nice? That's so, so mean. He is mean. Okay? I am so sorry you went through that. I still think you're great. See? There's still nice people in the world. He's a hater, though. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. So Brandon, I come out and say he did. When he said he said that they was going to get exposed. The what was he saying about yeah. that? Where's the holes? <laughs> yeah, right. Where are the holes? I respect Slater. What about Bradbury? Dog. Trash. Bradbury's trash? Ooh. 
Right now, what do you stand on, on the cannabis and all of that? I mean, look, for me, I, I don't take any medication, right? right? Like nothing synthetic. Right. So for me, I'm, I'm all about doing what you need to do, right? You know, and I think, look, like, yeah, I got through some shit, but I went through some shit, but like, it's real, right? We're in 2023 and it's legal everywhere. So I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I'm a fan. I love you, brother. All right, so we said we we're gonna hit some hot topics. So a hot topic, right? One that, uh, it was a report that came out yesterday. Apple is releasing a new virtual reality headset and that's gonna set the release in 2024. Uh, we actually got their promotional video. We're gonna take a look at it real quick. We got that video queued up, the promotion. Oh, that's fine, that's fine. So yeah, the Apple, oh, there it is. Now, of course, I searched this up on Twitter. Yo, they were saying that this is something straight out of like a Black Mirror episode. You ever seen Black Mirror? One of those episodes on Netflix? I have not seen Black Mirror. Is it, it good? Yeah, it honestly looked just like this. And there was a couple episodes where they had like a virtual reality episode. Literally took me back to the time where I watched that episode. Right. But anyways, the Apple, you know, the Apple virtual reality headset is set to release again in 2024. And it's priced at $3,500. You yeah. paying the $3,500 for, for the headset? I am paying the $3,500. And if they, if, if they put $5,000 out there, I would have paid for what is it vision pro apple vision pro yeah i would have paid five thousand dollars for um you know obviously you know this is no different than oculus this is no different than the other brands that have been around for years and it just shows like the power of branding it shows the power you know of apple right like no one has been able to tell this story even meta meta came out with meta this whole like virtual world and how all this is going to be cool and we need to move everything up there yet people literally buying land in a fucking uh uh metal land or whatever you call it virtual That's world what we saying before the you know what i'm saying and and nothing's been able to get me to move nothing's been getting able to uh move me to the point where it's like yo go purchase go buy yeah. right this video is like yo this is dope yeah. yo apple is so dope and when i said the power of apple what i'm referring to is 
Bro, when Apple, you come in, bro. Yeah. Big Big Drummond said he want to stay, he's so he's gonna back. stay the next for the next 10, 15 minutes us with us. End. Yeah, just come in and sit down. Don't worry about it. We're on YouTube. This isn't ESPN. <laughs> come sit down. Go right in the camera. Doesn't matter. We, we're we're so, so glad you came back. Um, Corey, let's uh, go back here. Um, you want to get? Let's go back here because let's uh, get him caught up to where okay. we're at. Did you see? The Apple uh, uh, Vision Pro that came out yesterday, or they announced it? That's scary yeah. stuff, man. <laughs> you that's think scary, so? That's scary I stuff, mean, man. It, yeah, it's, it's obviously the virtual world that 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 they uh, you know they've created within the headset. They were saying on Twitter like it's something straight out of a Black Mirror episode. You ever seen Black Mirror? I love that. Love that. Love, yeah, I know. Me too. But yeah, that definitely that definitely took me back to that episode when we saw. Because there's a little trailer. You'll probably be able to see it, like on Twitter and whatnot. Like yeah. a minute, we'll we'll send seconds. it to you. Let me yeah, we'll let me ask this. Why why'd you say uh, it's scary stuff? Because what I was saying is this is the first, long story short, this is the first like brand because you had Meta to come out, Oculus right. been around for years, um, and this is the first brand. It's like, yo, I'll pay the thirty five hundred. Hell, if they put five thousand, I'll go pay that. And you know they did a great job, you know, branding it. But then they also um, it shows the power of Apple, where when Apple wants when to they get want to involved, do something, yeah, <laughs> shut down the whole space. Yeah. That's so, why I said it's scary. Why? <laughs> Because just the ability to, I feel like over the years they just watched, like they watched the Oculus, Oculus, they watched the Meta, yep. they watched like all these different versions come out. So they collected all this data, mm -hmm. and and was like, all right, what product can we make to blow this out of the water? <laughs> how can we perfect mm -hmm. this? Product? Like, how do we perfect this product? Yeah. Of what's missing? And I think they did it. And I think they did it with what they have here. I mean, I haven't watched the full video, but from what I've saw, it's. Well, it's gonna be. I think people are gonna end up living like on the graphics living on those are gonna stand Would you, would you buy it? Are you going to buy it? I have an Oculus, and it la I lasted like maybe two weeks. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Also, so you, would you be willing to give the Apple product a try? Maybe because it's just. I mean, maybe like just, just, just to do. Maybe just different. to do it. Just to do it, I will. And if I love it, I'll keep it. But if not, I just spent thirty five hundred on it. <laughs> I feel like Android people <laughs> hate me right. for this, but I feel like <laughs> with Apple, they take from Android once they can perfect it. Mm-hmm. And of course. Then Android users will come up to you and say, oh, I've been able to do that for three years. Right. It's like no one even knew. Right. So yeah. it's like once Apple gets their hands on it, then it's perfected. I'm so, sorry to say that to all those Android people out there. Let me ask you no, a question. I think, I think Are you right. an Android guy? No, absolutely okay. not. <laughs> That's why no. I had to apologize. He said, no, absolutely not. <laughs> all right, let's move on, though. We're going to talk some football. You cool with talking football? Sure. <laughs> I, 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 don't know, sure. I don't know if you, you'd like this team that I'm about to bring up because you're a Giants fan, aren't you? Yeah. We're going to talk to you. You're a Giants fan? Man. Yeah, yeah. We'll Silently. Know. He's, he's oh, sorry. There. I got excited. I'm a big time Giants fan. Mm. Oh, no, I'm, a, I'm a Giants fan for sure. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, a chance. Yeah. No, nah, but we're going to talk, talk Cowboys. So, Michael Parsons yesterday, he spoke to John Machado of The Athletic and said that they're, you know, it's time to end the Super Bowl drought in, in Dallas. He says, this has to be the year. So this is the quote from, from Parsons. He says, you just fill it in the room. Everybody is like, this gotta be the year. Each year I've been here, we've gone a little bit further. Now I'm hoping we ain't gotta make that no small jump to the NFC title and then go home. I'm hoping we go all the way. Now to Michael Parsons' point, right? 2020, that was the year before he got there. They were eighth, they're 28th in defense, total defense, and they were 6 and 10 that year. The year that they draft Michael Parsons, seventh in overall defense. They're 12 and 5. Yeah, they was trash on defense. Yeah, right. yeah, right. So, I mean, that was a huge jump from 2020 to 2021. Then in 2022, they bump up to the number six overall defense. 12 and 5, they lose in a divisional round, of course. Brennan, you think this year, though, is the year the Cowboys can make it back to the Super Bowl? First time since 1996? Listen, it's the NFL. 
you know, anything is possible because, right. um, you know, I know it was coined by Kevin Garnett in basketball, but it's <laughs> any given Sunday for real. Right. Now, I th- it's not any given Sunday for, for some teams, right? Like uh, Tampa Bay. It's not any given Sunday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. It's not any given Sunday for the Arizona Cardinals. It's not any given Sunday for the Washington Commanders. It's not any given Sunday for, I'll even throw the Raiders in there, or the Texans, right? There's a few teams that's just not in it. But everybody else, you can literally go out there and just like that be in position. Now, um, I think the Cowboys have a phenomenal roster. But I don't, I don't put them where the Philadelphia Eagles are in the NFC. I don't put them um, where the San Francisco 49ers are in the mm-hmm. NFC. But if somebody goes down, it could potentially be their year, right? Quarterback Purdy, well, mm-hmm. how would he adjust and respond, right? But, like, there's other teams out there that can go win. We hear this every year, bro. Like, the Cowboys, this is their year, it's their year. I'm tired of hearing that, man. Right. <laughs> Especially right. you as a Giants fan. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing that, man. Not even just me being a Giants fan. I think the Cowboys is just, what are they called? America's football team? America's, America's team, team. yeah. I mean, I hear that, but, like, <laughs> win some. Do, do something. Jeez, like, you got to represent America right. a little better. Yeah, than that. better than that. Give us something to work <laughs> right. with. Like, America's yeah. football team. How long are we going to keep saying that until they win something? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, y'all got to sign Saquon Barkley, bro. You know Saquon? Not personally. Not personally. I know his game. Bro, like, you need to call, you you know, the owner of the the Giants. um, You need to call the general manager and say, yo, this is my team. Get Saquon back. We need to keep him, yes. Because they're in the same division. The reason why I brought the the Giants up, one, because you're you're a fan of the Giants, and two, um, I just think that the Giants, every – I think Ashley came up with this stat. Mm-hmm. Right, NFC East, you got the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, New right. York Giants, and the Washington Commanders. There's never been a team over the last, you know, something odd years that has won a division back to back. back, right. to back. Yeah. Right. So even think about how good the Philadelphia Eagles are. And I just think the Giants, they need to have Saquon back. That's 50% of your offense. <laughs> yep. What you predicting from the Giants this year? My hopes are always high for the Giants. Yeah. My hopes are always high. Undefeated uh, Super Bowl win. Oh, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> sorry, the sorry. I'm a ridiculous fan. Y'all think that I'm you think they'll make the playoffs fan. at least? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think we have a chance. I think we have a chance to make the playoffs. We got to start building. That's the thing is yeah. that like, we've been losing for so many years that we, we have to. And that's why I agree with Brandon. We need Saquon. We need to just keep, tighten down our ship so everyone nucleus. believes the message in the yeah. locker room. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, well, moving on. I don't know if you've been keeping up with DeAndre Hopkins, right? Uh, about That's my two dog, weeks. too. I just seen that, too. Yeah, yeah. About two weeks ago, the Arizona Cardinals, they ended up releasing him. And right now, what we've been following is just basically the teams that he's considering going to. Um, but a couple teams just made it known that they are out of, you know, the, the quote-unquote uh, sweepstakes for DeAndre Hopkins. The latest team was actually the Cowboys. We were just talking about them. Um, owner Jerry Jones, he says, we don't dismiss the possibility, but it's – Unlikely. So, you know, in other words, probably going to, you know, not make that move. Um, But the Jets, Titans, Lions, Jaguars, they're also teams that deem themselves out of the DeAndre Hopkins race. So, you know, that leaves what? uh, uh, Brandon, the Buffalo Bills, the Chiefs, you know, those are teams that we've been thinking about. The Ravens. Ravens. Uh, You said, you like them in in LA? No, no, no. I'm just, he's naming teams. I'm like teams that, yeah, yeah. I mean, where where do you think he'll, you know, he'll land now? 
now that we know that these teams are out of the you know, out let, of the race. Let me see where our basketball guy take this. Right, right, it's right. Crazy. You gotta put, you gotta put me on the spot. <laughs> Think right here, about man. it. Yo, let's, let's, let me put my football hat on. Think right about here, it. Yeah. He's kind of in the same position that you're in. Right, right. Yeah. What year is uh, D Hop in? You're going in the year twelve. D Hop is ten, maybe. Right. So now we're in this space where yeah, kind of made. Uh, you know, uh, 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 you already hit your 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 peak, peak earning season. Now you're still trying to get everything you can out of the game financially. But then it's like, damn, how many more years I got? You know, can I go win a, a Super Bowl? Right. Can I get back on track where I go from where I went from being top five receiver in that debate every year to now I'm not even in discussion. Can I get back in that discussion? Right. So you kind of know out of the teams that. Or left? Where did where would you see him going? Come on over to the Giants. <laughs> the Giants. <laughs> come on, come on they, over. They you you gonna play here? You know why that's good? Why? <clears throat> because Woo, watch this. I'm gonna put Woo in the spot. Can I put you on the spot? <laughs> watch this. He just said he's a he's a super fan. Watch this. Uh, don't test memory though. I'm, yeah, mine's well, garbage. Mine's garbage. <laughs> yeah, I got woo, bad memory. Woo. What's up? You got a computer. Get, who's, your starting, who's your starting wide receivers? Uh, Why'd you even ask me that? Well, y'all just ah, asked me that. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, man. Season hasn't started yet. Season hasn't started yet. No, season hasn't started yet. A lot of stuff going on this year. Right. That's the point, right? Like, it's a really good fit. Especially you bring Saquon back, right? You, you, he is half the offense. And then you got Danny Dimes, like he's not the type of quarterback he's looking for. Right. But man, like, it could work. It could, it could. work. It could work. You're yeah. the guy, you know, go out there, jump balls, do what he does best. Like, I've never, he's up there with the greatest, the, the, the you know, the Randy Mosses that are out there where you just throw the ball up and you, you know he's it. coming down with it. I don't yeah. care if you got two, three dudes. So it's a really good fit. It's not bad. Corey, but where I, where I have him uh, going, I think the Chiefs. Did they, they they didn't come out, right? Because no, they didn't. They're still in the race. Man, if I'm the Chiefs, I'd do it. They Take them. We just started so this conversation yesterday because uh, you had Travis Kelsey come out and say they're a dynasty. And uh, Travis Kelsey's 33. Who's your guy? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you talk about, you know, the next two, three years, you can find yourself with two more championships. Mm -hmm. I like Kansas City. I love it. I love Kansas City. I'm yeah. opposed to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, ah, we got like about a minute here. Um, Eric Bieniemy, he's another guy that came up, right? So you know he's the uh, the Commanders' offensive new offensive coordinator, and we know him if you follow football. We know him from being um, spending his last ten years in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Spent the first five as a running backs coach, latter five as the offensive coordinator. But he actually didn't even call plays for the Chiefs. He's now in a role where he's calling plays. For the uh, for the commanders and the guys, they're they're feeling confident in him, right? Jahan Dotson, he was saying he's brought a sense of urgency, right, a sense of energy to the team. So you know he's feeling he's feeling good. But Brandon, I wanted to ask you, and before we go, could this opportunity for Eric Bannon be like a stepping stone for him? Would he be one step closer to getting a, a head coaching job if he if this is a success? Yes, but it's not going to happen. Mm. Uh, it's not going to happen because who's their quarterback? Right, so obviously uh, Eric Bieniemy he leaves the Kansas City Chiefs because he can't get that head coaching job, just like you just laid out for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. 
right? Because every time somebody think about the Kansas City Chiefs, they think about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Well, okay, you got Patrick Mahomes, but Andy Reid's really – it's his offense. He's mm-hmm. really calling mm-hmm. the plays, right? Can, are we really going to trust that this is your offense or you're calling it, yeah. you're teeing it up? Right. No. So he had to go to the Reds. Uh, I said the Redskins, the, the Washington Commanders. Commanders, not the Washington Redskins, not the Washington football team anymore, the Commanders. <laughs> and I think they – Woo, don't they have to change their name again? Um, I'm they, not sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, I a couple of shows they, ago. Yeah, because they, 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 the dumbass Washington <laughs> team – they go out there. They find, they do all this work to find the commanders, and they they, they still haven't. They didn't like file in the paperwork to really lock down that name. So now they're going through the process again of maybe even changing. Yeah, the they name. lost the trademark appeal. The That's trademark. crazy. Yeah. So why? So now now let's go to Eric Bieniemy. Why would you trust this team? <laughs> Think about it. Right. So I, I like that he wanted to go on a move and bet on himself, but I feel like he bet with the wrong team, bro. They got no, your quarterback yeah. too. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah, I don't even, yeah that's right. Yeah, <laughs> your we, favorite we keep, quarterback. Every time we talk about the commanders, bro, we talk about, you know, who's their quarterback, Sam Howell. Sam Howell, I don't know who the Sam Howell kid is. But, you know, I wish him luck, right? Like, because that's – those are the storylines I love. Like, you know, man, this kid came out of nowhere. Nobody believed right. in him. And look what he made out of himself. So, good luck, Sam Howell. But, you know, you got a lot of work to do. Um, <laughs> is there any NBA coaches out there – you know, that people are like, yo, this dude needs to be a head coach. Because, like, Eric Bieniemy has been trying for a very long time. But on the NBA, who's the Eric Bieniemy of basketball? You know who I feel? I'm a, I mean, everybody see, I always, like, cut people off and tell me to be quiet and let bro end the show with his – Eric Bieniemy of basketball. Eric, <laughs> okay. Um – Mark Jackson, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's already, he's already coached. He's already coached. Uh, he's already coached. Uh, uh, we talking like Sam Cassell could be a good coach. Mm. Sam Cassell could be a good coach. Mm. Uh, Jay Kidd's a good coach. He's already had a coach now. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of any assistants right now that would that would be a good head coach. You think JJ Redick? You think JJ Redick? Because he's he... a good one. Kevin Ali. I just seen him get the Brooklyn job. I'm so happy for that. I just had to say that. Kevin Ali? Yeah, he's the Brooklyn Nets head coach now. Real deal? Yeah. Oh. Unless ESPN lied to me, but I saw that on the ticker. Yeah. Right. Okay, we go with that. Kevin Ali. Kevin Shout Ali. out to Ke- Mr. Kevin Ali. I don't know who you are, but big dog. You kind of lump. Ah, so now oh, there's go. bias. <laughs> there it is. Ah, oh, bro, is he a good coach or not? Uh, he's a good That's coach. my team, too. He, 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 UConn won a championship with him. So you believe in him? I believe in him. Okay, so the last thing before we end the show, J.J. Redick, um, he interviewed for the Raptors job, didn't get it. Uh, I think, I they, think he could be a good coach. You think he can get it done? I, th- I think J.J. can get it done. I don't know, if, obviously not the Raptors, but I think he could be a good coach. Okay. Knowledgeable guy. Yeah. There we go. Paper route. Uh, Brandon Marshall, Faction Talk, Sirius XM, Andre Drummond, Big Dog, Follow My Dog. He don't post this picture. He has a whole production team. Uh, you can also find him in Hollywood. Uh, we speaking this to existence. Are you going to have, like, your own production studio? Like, what's yeah. the vision? Yeah, I want to have my own production studio. I want to film my own stuff and obviously just produce films too. Okay, TV well, shows. hopefully, uh, Corey, he, uh, you know, cast us to be. Corey's like the to- – he likes this. He knows this, too, the token light skin. Bro, look, look, look. Look at his face. Look, 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 look. He can't help himself. That's crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. That's crazy. I'm, just, I'm just peering over to the left. That's it. I'm just, <laughs> just peering over to the left. What I'm doing? We'll see y'all tomorrow, 12 o'clock, right here on I Am Athlete.
<laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.